Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. I'm here today with Jennifer George. Her company is called JGMMC and has digital marketing strategy and conversion optimization. She's had it now for five years. So Jennifer, how did you get into this space? Interesting. I started off 20, 20 years ago, 25 years ago in marketing at pretty big organizations like Kaiser, and they moved to Intuit to work on their Quicken, QuickBooks, TurboTax experiences, moving that to the web. I think part of what got me excited about marketing the time is what we can learn from our users as part of their journey and their transformation efforts to be better, right? We all want to be better consumers or better businesses. And I was able to kind of learn that firsthand. And I applied that logic over the last 20 years of working with similar size brands, but also with SMB and nonprofits and other organizations. And so when I had the opportunity to go back and kind of run my own show, if you will, you know, five years ago, I really looked at what can happen within that whole digital sandbox of tools that I've learned over time and also where we see digital going. And so for me, it was this kind of perfect point to jump off to and, and start working with disruptors and unique experiences that I was always fascinated about, but that I didn't really have a chance to do when I was kind of working in these tried and true swim lane type organizations. So that's really kind of what, what built out what I have today. When you come in and try to explore the user's journey, what does that process look like? I start with having, it's interesting, I'm working on a project now for a learning, it's a visual impaired organization who, who services low vision clients. And so it, it brings me full circle to their journey for their clients. I think you have to start with empathy for the customer and what they're trying to achieve and put yourself in their shoes. So I really ask a lot of questions about the goals, what we have available to them, what are we trying to do with them, what are we trying to sell to them, what does their experience need to look like? And so we bucket that into kind of boxes that create this journey, right? It might be to sale, obviously for many organizations, or it might be a change in thought process if I was working with a nonprofit. So really kind of determines that, but it's based on user research and coming from a point of, I want to understand, I'm curious about, please tell me more about, that's kind of how I start each of those engagements because I really, in the heart of hearts, want to know so I can change their process for the better. Well, as you're saying, if you approach it with empathy, you really get to learn what's happening there. Absolutely. And everybody has, I think, a different point of view, again, of their buyer. I've worked with other very small organizations that didn't have the time to put together personas. And so I would always go back to like, who's the target? <laughs> And what are we trying to do? And tell me about what you know about them. Do you know anything? And how can we help support research so we can uncover those aha moments, if you will, that allow us to sell our product in and provide that conversation because you want the connection to happen. And so that's really such an important part. And, and small businesses forget it. Founders forget it. <laughs> We're on a rush to create the best next product. We forget that we really need to be designing for that user, we need to make sure we're that alignment is there. Otherwise, we'll be creating something in the market that doesn't have a lot of uptick. And obviously, there's many examples all around us of how and when and where that can happen. In sales, we always want to know who's the target. 
while you're making a product, unless you've diagnosed who your customer is, what they need and how you're going to fix their problems. Right. Interesting. I have a, a very small company I work with now. They're in like the founder stage even before uh, rounds of friends and family and they've designed something, but they haven't ever tested it. They want to throw it into a trial run in market and really see how it does. What's like, well, tell me again, who is this for? Map the experience for me. Help me understand. And a lot of times, like you said, in the rush to create, we forget like, who is this really going to work for? And what are you trying to help them do? Right. Save money, save time, right. Save resources. What, which bucket does it fall into? And that requires kind of digging deep, right. And asking those very important questions about your business. So to bring us into the next theme of failing to success, can you share some struggles that you've been through on your path to creating your business? Well, I think the nuggets today are a little bit different than probably what I've been three weeks ago, if you asked me, but I feel as someone who always wants to work with a new, exciting project or new opportunity to change the world, I'm always like, yes, yes, yes. And then I find that I don't have enough time. So example was last night, I'm working till 2 a.m., on a project that needed to be kind of reviewed today. And that is not my normal situation, but it had to be done. And I found myself like, how did I get here? Because I said, yes, yes, yes. And I wasn't able to say no to these other things that would have actually allowed me to have the right amount of time to get it hit to the project. And so you have to ask yourself those hard questions. Is this right for me? Is it right for my business, right for my resources? Is it sustainable? A year from now, if you still have that client, if you still have that organization you're working with, would you be happy? Are they good people? These are all rational questions. Uh, but in our quest to build, we want to fill the sandbox up. But that's not necessarily going to make you happy. It's not the reason why you have your own company. When do we clock out as entrepreneurs is all I can think. Right? The phone is always on. The computer is always on. And so it's like going back to what you really want to work on. Why are you in business for yourself? And then how do I make those healthy decisions that give me boundaries that I still can spend with my family and my friends and doing things I like versus feeling like this is a chore, which is the last thing you want to wake up in the morning and go like, oh my gosh, and then I have to do it all again. <laughs> you know, I'm really so is there a moment in your life or career that you look back and you say that was pivotal hmm. Can you share that story probably a couple when i was working with a med device company i was creating a product for oncology and it was re related to treating cancer patients who have metastasized lesions and i thought i was doing the right thing i'd been working on this product for about two years. It was going all the way through to production. We had we had it working in our trials. And then I was called one day and I was told the company didn't want to support it anymore and was now selling the product line to someone else. And I needed to wrap it up in a package with a bow and ship it with instructions to the new organization. And I think that was cathartic. It was like the knife hitting something you were built you knew worked, you thought could be your next thing. And I got to ship it to someone else to own and love and nurture and grow. And I, I feel like I now I'm because of that experience, I'm better prepared for like, how long do you own things? You know, do you own things forever? No, 
You own things for a very short amount of time that I'm given the pleasure of owning it or working on it or creating it and cultivating it. And then I need to be sure that it's ready for the next org or the group or the team. But I, it taught me a lot about it's not forever. It's for that period of time that you've been granted, gifted, provided with. And we have to really think about that when we are working on passion projects or even our business. It's like, this is great for today and what I wanted to do, but there might come a time where it's not appropriate for me. I need to be sure that's always in the back of my mind. How do you decide if you take on a client or in some scenarios you think this is not worth the effort? I dig deep into who the people are behind the scenes. Who are they? Who are they referred by? What is their business ethic? And I ask a lot of questions so I can suss out the right match for myself because it will hurt you in the long run if you're working, 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 and A, you never get paid, <laughs> but B, uh, your timelines go way beyond what you ever thought because all that room you thought you had for other clients, other projects have just been destroyed. So you really need to understand what's behind the scenes and really what makes sense for what you're doing when you're working with clients or evaluating them. Yeah, those are good tips. So Jennifer, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out to you or your company, how could they get in touch? I am on LinkedIn. So feel free to find me there. Don't be a stranger. I'm always happy to connect and chat and talk and engage. I do have a website, which is a little rudimentary in form, but <laughs> I'm working on the next one. And so feel free also to go to the website and my information, my portfolio is also there as well. And I'm happy to, again to engage, provide any insight, even free resources, because I feel like it's all about giving that it, it, part of the business is giving back, right? And we need to co-support so we can support better design and better experiences. So that's really part of my kind of ethos, my thought process too. So absolutely don't be a stranger. <laughs> well, thank you, Jennifer, for being on the show. And thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Collectively with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more great content. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.